Welcome, welcome back to another episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion, but reviewed by a guy who's actually read Genesis. I watched the 13th episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. So, what did I think? What theories did I have? To answer that, I gotta give you a bit of an episode recap. This one will be a bit quicker. There's not as much going on with the plot. It's all one very straightforward plot. It's not lesser than the previous episode. There's just less of it, even though they're about the same length. So I began with a test just for the Ava units, and... The pilots apparently have to be naked to test their harmonics or something. Well, actually, the, the test is for the pilots to see how they function with the Avas. And we cut over to uh, the doctor lady, who is actually the protagonist of this episode. And we see her in the bathroom kind of examining herself in the mirror. And she says to herself that she's aging every day, but her mother doesn't. And not only have we not seen her mother, she's never mentioned the woman. So... Uh, we'll find out a little bit about that in a sec. We then cut to this test that's using these organic external bodies. I, I don't know what the deal is with them. And uh, things begin to go horribly wrong, as an angel attack debilitates not only the test, but Nerve as a whole. They get the pilots out of there after uh, Ray's false body, as if I remember correctly, that's what they called it, starts going rogue and attacking. And uh, they also evacuate the Ava units to make sure that they're safe from the angel. And they try several different methods of stopping it, trying to get things under control, but uh, it's evolving at such a rapid pace that every single weakness it has is overcome in a matter of seconds. It's some sort of series of microbes or nanobots, and they're growing so advanced, they're even invading and taking over the Magi computers. Or Magi? I, I don't know, the computers, man. I'll call them the computers so I don't keep saying it wrong. And after... Failed attempt after failed attempt after failed attempt. They're conquering one, then two of the computers. Finally, the doctor lady is able to uh, get things under control with the help of some of her team, and they are able to buy themselves about two hours while it's taking while it's taking over the last aspects of the second computer before it attacks the third. Then cut to a small amount of time later, and they try to figure out what they're going to do next. And Masato suggests that they just destroy the computer, just just destroy the angel, just be done with it. Okay, man. But the doctor lady instead is like, no, 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 no. What we're going to do is we're going to direct the angel. We're going to give it a program since it is becoming a computer of its own. And we're going to get it to coexist with the Magi. Like it's just completely safe. I mean, the computers. I'm not saying the Magi anymore. Computers, computers. Don't get on me for this. She does eventually succeed in this endeavor with the help of so many, many, many notes that her mother left behind. And uh, during the process, as well as after, she explains to Masato that the computers are not only her mother's creation, but her mother's personality was transplanted into them. And she intentionally put a conflict in them and separated them into three parts, like she was. Mother, scientist, and woman. Dr. Lady admits that she could never be a mother, so she doesn't understand that aspect. But she did respect her mom as a scientist, though kind of hated her as a woman. Interestingly enough, also separating herself into three parts. And that was about the episode. It's, it's, yeah, you can, if you want the conflict, it, it was a good episode, but this is just the recap. The stuff that's relevant to the theories I'm noticing. You want to watch, you want to know uh, the full details of it? Watch the episode. But a few interesting things did happen for the other aspects of it. First off, uh... During the shutdown, we see that Kaji is apparently having to put his work on hold because of the angel and leaps off to go do something else. 
he's on an elevator. I should explain. That's why I'm saying he's leaping off. He didn't just like just go. Oh, I'm just gonna skip down the aisle now. I can't do my job. They're specifically keeping his uh his actual uh business there a secret, though presumably it has something to do with that Adam creature he brought a while back. My final noteworthy about this episode is that it does really well, like in watching this. It does really well. It really does serve well to watch as a conjunction with the previous episode. It's showing us like how, how does it? It's showing us an inverse of what we understood as the characters. And that previous episode, we saw the darker aspect of Masato when it comes to her dad and her desire of revenge and hatred of the angels. Here we see the doctor lady who's been kind of cold and cynical, hasn't been shown as the most moral of people. There was that whole uh, trying to destroy a. Uh, nuclear-powered robot thing, but here we're seeing her in a heroic light, doing her best to get the job done, help everyone that needs it. It's it's showing her as being heroic in her own way. It's not her suddenly showing aspects we didn't see before. It's showing the admiral uh, portions of her personality, perhaps the scientist in her. That is the better aspect, but whereas the woman, that's the one that has the issue, so to speak, the... Uh, Think or the sin, maybe the loyalty that led her to be willing to cause so much destruction in previous episodes. Or perhaps the scientist wanted to see how far things would go. I'm sorry, or perhaps the scientist wanted to see her experiments through, so therefore that scientist aspect wanted the nuclear-powered robot destroyed. In the original Genesis, there were very few, if really any, full-on heroes. Everybody had a noticeable flaw. There was something troubled about everyone, really. And maybe that's what's going on here. We're not necessarily being told to trust her now, because we've shown she's not worth trusting, so much as they're telling us not to assign everyone to one side or the other. She's not a bad person that happens to be on the right side. She's a person that does good and bad things, which I think is a healthy adaptation of that conflict, of that repeated themes we were seeing in the original Genesis. And now back to the parental trauma, I like that we're seeing it with moms now, not just problems with dad. Hey, let's get some mommy issues in here, man. Come on, come on. I like how she's almost in a way her own reflection of Misato as well. Like, Shinji is a full reflection, the same age she was with... That's when things came to head with her dad. Same motivations revolving around dad. Whereas here, it's her mom that's the, the issue. They went to the same field together. And she doesn't seem to ha- be motivated by her mom. She explicitly says she's not really doing that for in the name of her mom. She's doing it because she wants to save the computers. Doesn't really like her mom enough to bother saving her mom, the remnants of her mom's personality. I want to see where they take this. What direction are they going? Because we're seeing more, I think, what the series truly is. We had to take a lot of setup. And while those episodes were good, I'm kind of excited more about the the ones that are coming next. And one thing I think we might see more of is Ray, Like, specifically, what's going on inside that girl? Because she's still the one who's a problem. Despite being so calm, or seemingly calm, it was hers, it was her body... Well, her false body, I think is what they called it, that attacked. Not Shinji's, not Asuka's, both people who we see the conflicts of. Here, it's just not there. What is going on inside that girl?
And perhaps Akari has the answer. I mean, he didn't seem to this one, because during the entire crisis, he was completely motionless. He made no suggestions. He didn't offer any help. He just let things happen. Outside of acting to protect the Avas, he didn't do anything too productive this episode. His real motives, his thoughts, his everything is still a mystery to us. Does he even care about Shinji at all? Or was he just complimenting a pilot who did well last episode? The first episode seemed like he didn't. Does he now? We don't know. Just like we don't know a ton about God's motives. I mean, we can figure pretty well that he decided it was time, you know, for to create, to no longer be alone in the universe, to bring life to it. But why do he give free will? when allows for things that he hates, specifically sin. We don't get that answer, at least not in the original. Maybe this adaptation will have an answer for us. On the subject of God, and, uh, as our last, and as our last topic of the episode, this angel is fascinating because it's the first one that's not sh- just blown up or shot or yada yada. It's led into coexistence, and I believe death as that is the final point of evolution according to the series at least there's almost that theme of returning to righteousness of the nakedness of a sinless mind like we saw in the beginning episode with the pilots being naked and how we were once with the angels not separated at least one angel is no longer hiding eden from us instead it's a part of our modern systems that once were untouched by God, but now are, in a sense, one with his direct creation. A lot of possibilities from this episode, a lot of different ways they could take this, and I am very much so looking forward to them. But to find out what specific directions they took, well, we'll have to watch the next episode. So if you enjoyed, give a like, subscribe, Share, comment if you can, whatever equivalent you have on whatever platform you're using. And uh, this is G Friggin' W, wishing you good night, a good day, and good friggin' bye.